Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we get started, we want to quickly address the recent tragedies in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio. Predictably, a number of our wonderful patrons have asked us our thoughts on various political figures' decision to place the blame on video games as a cause of extreme violence and domestic terrorism. It's been proven on numerous occasions that there is not a link between video games and violence, and so we believe that any discussion we have will inevitably descend into a conversation about gun control and the media's seeming obsession with spreading the name and hateful mantra of perpetrators. To deflect from reality by suggesting that video games are the cause is an insult to the memory of those taken from us by evil people. Our thoughts go out to those affected by last weekend's mass shootings. Links to relevant charities are in the description below. And now we hope you can accept an acute tonal shift as we return to laughing and joking about video games. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. I added in the it's a video game podcast before our name because I feel like eventually we're just going to start this. It's just going to be a two second recording of us just going, it's a video game podcast. And, and then that's the end. And that's it. Just it. Go, Scarlet Fire. It's a video game podcast. Scarlet Fire. And we don't say that as if we frequently get confused for the athletics competition of the same name. It's not like there are a million triple oh, no, jump never podcasts like out that. there. But we just want to make it clear to you in case you've stumbled upon it and weren't, oh. w- were perhaps confused by the fact that it's labelled as a video game podcast. And you thought, surely, surely it's about jumping big, right? Oh, I just thought you said it just... Just because, you know, just like any podcast That's might start and say, hello and welcome to uh, to uh, to shoe, shoe, shoe zone, shoe zone. Yeah, this is a shoe. It's not podcast. a shop. No, and it's not a shop. Yeah, Shoe Zone is an actual shop. In Other the UK. shops are available, but they're not as good. No. I find Shoe Zone top. I haven't been to Shoe Zone since I was at school, I think. Talking about which brands and shops are are and are not good yeah uh, we have a sponsor today don't we ben we do as we do every week mm. uh our, the sponsors keep rolling in and then rolling right back out again uh, i've got the ad read here and this is for uh sub-zero's chiropractor pra- chiropractory chiropraction Chi- chiropractitioner yes 
that, but a, but a business. Uh, what you need to do if you've got those, you got you got an achy, breaky spine. Does it hurt? Well, it's achy. I think it could do with a breaky, to be honest. Yeah, to sort of reset it. Yeah. What you need to do is just mosey. You need to take your controller from home. Any controller will do. Right. Uh, you need to have a basic understanding of how to play Mortal Kombat as well. Oh. Uh, because I'm not going to give you the buttons, but I am going to give you the the moves that you need to do. Right. So what you need to do is go into Sub Zero's Cairo. In Cairo, Sub Zeros in Cairo, mm. and you need to mosey on into the 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 studio where he does his foul deeds, and ignore the Goran Viscera, right? Because that's just decoration. That's just how he does it. He's a lovely man, Goran Viscera. Yes, yeah. they they anesthetize you beforehand, and then you lay face down on the on the the break table is what it's called, right? And it is it's just when I say break table, that's not what they do to you on it. I mean, is in that's the table that they all have their lunch at. Oh, so it's, okay. It's in it's the break table right, where they yeah. you know they get Sub Zero unpacks his sandwiches in the rec and room. stuff. Exactly. And that's not the room where you get wrecked. No, it's, it's just where they, they yeah, it's where, they, where they chill out. Yeah. And when I say chill out, it's not cold in there because Sub Zero. It's just it's just where they relax. I see. Okay, I think we've got it. What you need to do is lay face down. Mm. I like that where this is going already. Uh-huh. It sounds like a good afternoon. Mm. You need to press forward, down, forward, and then high punch. And then he takes out your spine. You mean he removes it from your body? He just takes it out. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've if you've ever felt small, but never. This is this is how this is how you can achieve that. Are you too tall? Honestly, I think people are too tall. Right. I'm sure you agree. Yeah. People need to be sort of taken down a peg or sort of thirty, forty vertebrae. Yeah. And and it's just it's so freeing not to have back pain anymore when Sub Zero takes out. Your spinal cord. So right. once again, that's Sub Zero's in Cairo. Patisserie. And you need to lay down on the break table, forward, down, forward, high punch. Your problem solved. So thank you very much to Sub Zero and his Cairo, Cairo place uh, for, for that. But that's not really our sponsor. It's a load of baloney. We got you there. We did. We got you good. This podcast is actually sponsored by our lovely patrons from 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 pay, 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 pay from PayPal. From PayPal. <laughs> uh no. Well, I think you can pay by PayPal. Probably. But, uh, uh there's tons of we accept all kinds of ways to take your money. We do. Um, Why not give it give us money now? So one of our most basic uh rewards for patrons over on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is that you get to ask questions for this this here podcast mm. as a thanks for supporting it financially. Yeah. So thank you to our real sponsors, everyone on our Patreon. Yes, every single one. Yeah, but we um, can't do an ad read for all of you. I'm no, afraid. it would take would take years because yeah. there's literally millions of you. And you're amazing. First question, though, comes from Quiet Insane. Hi, guys. I just joined your Patreon as thanks for all your help, for all your helping me through. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Quiet Insane. Good. My question is, do you have a guilty pleasure game? And if so, is there any way you would improve it? Please keep up the great work and pass on my thanks to everyone who makes Triple Jump possible. Mm. We will. Yeah, we will. will. You have a guilty pleasure game, Peter, that Uh, you know is a bit wonkums and you'd still like it anyway. Well, mine's not, it's not. A guilty pleasure because it's a bit wonkums. Mine is a guilty pleasure because of some of the associations with it. And it's only sort of r- very recently re-emerged as a guilty pleasure. I would say in the past six months. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Bapple Brump? 
What? Is it Star Wars Battle Brump? Oh, no, it's not that. Oh, okay. I mean, I could say, I, I've talked about that game already. Mm. Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront 2, I really enjoy, and people don't, and they're annoyed about it. And the way I would improve that would be to take out all the microtransactions. All there the nonsense. Go. That's yeah. that. Uh, when, I'm not going to talk about that today. Um, my my love has reemerged quite recently for Minecraft. Okay. Um, and I haven't yet actually decided to play it at home because mm. I know that once I do that, I will be in big trouble. He's gone. Um, you never see him again. And the, the I think the reason I don't, I think the reason I don't uh, play it, or the reason I think it's a guilty pleasure, is because. Partly it has a very big association right now with younger gamers, mm-hmm. the annoying kind, not right. just like, oh, young people out starting their way out on, on gaming. No, it's like, you know, the bratty, the bratty boys and girls. Right. Um, so that that kind of puts me off to some extent. But also because I know there have been worlds that I've made in Minecraft over the years where I've really invested time into, you know, digging out an entire mountain, making a tree farm, you know, doing a load of mining. And then it's kind of like, for what? Why did I do that? Because I eventually abandoned that world. You're always looking for the next rush, aren't you? You are. Oh, what if I did this? Oh, what if I built this? The next project. Yeah. Eventually, you run out of projects. Well, but this is the thing. I had a Minecraft video suggested to me on YouTube the other day, and I don't know what made me click it, because it was, again, some fairly irritating... He wasn't a child. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Warriors clan. Exactly that. Um, But for some reason, I saw it, and I was like, I'm going to click that. I'm going to see what's happened in Minecraft, because it was vanilla Minecraft. My God, the amount of stuff they've added. There's, like, you can put... You can like make your own villages now, basically, mm. in a kind of terraria way where people come and live in the houses that you make. Oh wow! Um, then you can get like raids. I'm sh- I think this was vanilla Minecraft. I'm like 99 percent sure that you can get like raided now by raiders, um, mm. and so you can like it's almost like a tower defense game now. So you can build walls around your village, make a load of iron golems to fight for you, and then nice. you can like make make yourself get raided and mm. uh so it's kind of made me think you know i've never beat the ender dragon um i've i've certainly never been raided um and uh you know i'm kind of intrigued now like at some point i think i'm gonna have to take the plunge mm. yeah we played some last weekend didn't we we did that was Play just a little bit. casual very happy basic yeah world just mess around we... and yeah yeah and, and we already the last time we played it i think was literally in 2016 oh yeah and we did have a monument uh, to the dedicated to the memory of Harambe, Harambe, which does date the map a little bit. And I tweeted it and said I booted up the uh, booted up Minecraft for the first time since 2016. Mm. And immediately I got tons of people in my mentions going, "Um, that's a lie. I watched videos last year." Oh. And it's like, well, it's very for starters. Why can't you, why can't you just let me make a joke on the internet? Wow. Why do you have to cut that. through that? And secondly, I'm talking about... I know you don't know this, but it shouldn't matter anyway. I'm talking about the PS4 version that I have on my console at home. Mm. We played on Office PCs last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, God, pedantic people do do my nutting. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, talking about being pedantic and like, um, technically, it's like um, I did just say I've not taken the plunge yet. What I mean is I've not sat at home at my <laughs> computer desk and like started to make my own single-player world. Yeah. I have been round to your house and we, we've... 
you know, played in our stupid little village, which is like we did. basic as hell. And it's got turtles now, though. It's we didn't know it turtles. had turtles. Yeah. That was fun. But and like, we didn't even go mining. Llamas. I was the only one mining. You know, that's what I'm talking about. But yeah. I, I'm talking about a serious single-player Minecraft world with, like, automated farms and crap like that. God. So. I remember, th- I mean, th- I've I've been aware, as we all have, that Minecraft has been rising in popularity yeah. recently. But it was when I I was at I, I went to see my parents for my uh, I went to my parents for my sister's birthday a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and my brother was playing Minecraft and he's eighteen, mm-hmm. so he's sort of ridden the Fortnite craze and that sort of stuff. He's just been right. there through it all, and he played Minecraft a bit before Fortnite, and now he's back on Minecraft. And he showed me his village that he's been making with his friends, and this is on the PS4 version, mm-hmm. and it's insane. Yeah. Like the amount he he goes on. YouTube and looks up YouTube videos for contraptions and automated, as you said, automated farms right. and, and all, all kinds of stuff like that. And he was showing me around all these things that he'd made. And it was just mind blowing. Like the the creativity that that game inspires is really impressive. Yeah. Because he does just sit in his room all day because of course he does, because that's what we all did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at what he's been doing and it's like, oh, actually, you know what? I'm not mad at that. Yeah, at least you've that's not really been, cool. you know, just playing something a lot more tedious, like, you know, just... Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk about that in a bit. What's your guilty pleasure? I think, I bet I can guess this one as well. Can you? Yeah. I mean, given that you guessed mine was Battlefront, which didn't have a good start in life, uh, yours is probably going to be Fallout 76. It it? is. You've got that right. Just because my memory doesn't stretch beyond six months, it's a real real issue I have. I I I know I've got some, but I was I can't remember anything unless someone else brings brings it up in conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. These things don't stick with me because apparently I have greater concerns or I'm worrying about the wrong stuff. Uh, it's Fallout 76, definitely. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that game in spite of all of its flaws. The the laundry list of things that need fixing is long. Right. So I will I will just read my bullet points I've got written down. New engine, NPCs. <laughs> A whole new engine. New engine. Okay. And so it runs. NPCs. I want an option with fewer players. Or maybe, they ultimately. So yeah, sorry. Lesser players. So they're not as good as me. <laughs> yeah. And I would like... Essentially, I'd like Fallout 4, but four-player co-op. I think that's what I would like from a Fallout multiplayer game. Fallout 4-player co-op. Exactly. I don't want 12, 20, 25-player servers where you never see anyone, and as a result, the game is just vacant because everyone's going around about their own business. Nobody's looking for each other. Like, well, the other players you encounter are the NPCs. And so you never bloody see anyone. Yeah. Why would you go out? And if you find them, they run past you because they don't care. They're not there for you. They're doing something else. Hey, old traveler. Yeah. Heard any rumors of late? So few people role play. We've covered it a couple of times on the podcast. Those are probably the two instances in the entire history of Fallout 76 where someone has role played as an NPC. Right. And half the time they get insulted. So I, (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot wrong with that game, but I did like it. It is a guilty pleasure. If they were to just fundamentally change it to a different version of multiplayer, I think it would be far more stable and far more fun. Great. Uh, that's what I would do. It's time for the segment where we talk about what we play in. It's called What We Play In. What are we playing, though? Welcome to Wo-Wup. 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 W-W. It's double W. Double W. P. Mm. Apostrophe. Question yeah. mark? There's no question mark, is it? It's just a statement. Yeah. Um, I'm just picking stuff off the microphone mm. because... I mean, we've talked about how these smell before, but there's actual, I'm assuming, 
breakfast treats from whoever used this last time just on it, which is disgusting. Yum, yum. Could have been lunch treats. It depends what time it was used last. Oh, God, it's probably been here for years. You know what I would actually quite like to do is ask Adam Pacitti, our wonderful boss man, to to buy us our own muffs. Yeah. Yeah, so we can can have our own fluffy muffs. Is that Uh, the technical term, muff? Yes, I think so. Okay. A little bit of ruffles. I just don't want to get close to it. It's disgusting. Peter, what have you been playing? Uh, I haven't played a lot of uh, video games at home this past week, mm-hmm. um, just because I've been busy with various various bits and bobs. Um, but I am continuing to play A Bug's Life on the live stream, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. And uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at how many people. I said this last time. At how many people know that game, enjoyed that game, uh, and are getting nostalgic vibes from it. I thought there would be some of that. Um, but there's almost, I would say there's about as much as there was with the Harry Potter PS1, which understandably was a very popular game at the time, Mm -hmm. um, because Harry Potter was. Um, But, you know, I thought like, I mean, A Bug's Life as a movie, it's one of those that people forget about. When you list, when you say like, list all your favorite Pixar films, you know, they say Toy Story and Up Mm. and the other ones. A Bug's Life cars. comes in right. Yeah, even Cars comes before Toy Story. Oh, why? Uh, before A Bug's Life, sorry. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was surprised at how many people really sort of went crazy in the in the chat saying, oh, this music's bringing back the memories and stuff. <laughs> so yeah. that's really nice. Um, my God, 100% in some of those levels is not as straightforward as I thought it would be. No? It's like the Dark Souls of Disney Pixar. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's not It's it's not too bad enemy-wise, but uh, God, some some of the collectathoning is not easy. Oh, dear. They, they really hide away their, their bits and bobs. What is it that you're collecting exactly? Uh, you have to collect 50 pieces of grain. Of course. Yeah, grain's just... really important in the film. Yeah, well, it is, yeah. Doesn't he nearly get crushed by a piece of grain at some point? Uh, possibly. It's a bit of a vivid memory. I'm not sure if that's true. I think, he, yeah, he nearly gets crushed by a, a rock or a berry or something. Um, so you collect 50 pieces of grain. They don't do anything other than you have to collect 50 of them. They're not like health or anything. But mm-hmm. uh, You also have to spell out the name Flick, which is your name, but it's right. F-L-I-K. Rather okay. Because there's no C to find. It's a little bit easier. Yeah, so there's just four floating letters. And then also there's this mechanic where... Um, you're able to... So there's... His projectile attack is a berry that you throw. Mm. And there are different colored berries that you can, like, upgrade to in each level. So you always start on red. And then you can get, like, blue super berries, which just do more damage. And you can get, like, homing berries. Um, But the top level berry you can get in each level is gold berry. Mm -hmm. And when you kill someone with a gold berry, they don't respawn. Whereas... If you kill them with any other berry, they will eventually just come back where they were before. Right. So you have to get the gold berry either by growing it out of a seed by collecting a bunch of tokens. It's complicated, isn't it? Yeah, it I is. I told you it was complicated. It's really complicated. Or you just find the gold berry. Sometimes you can just pick it up in the level. And then you have to kill every enemy permanently using the gold berry. Oh, wow. Yeah. That and sounds like a lot of like work. A couple dozen enemies to find in the level. And some of them are fairly open plan. They're not sort of linear tunnels or paths or anything they're like mm. just a big space where you have to go and find stuff so do you get a special treat you do you get a bonus movie clip mm. um so there's movie clips at the start of each level but then if you 100 percent the level you get more of the movie clips but youtube still doesn't 
copyright ID them. I did oh, a test good. upload of the first VOD. Because they're 144p. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to cover these up or cut them out or something. And then I did a test upload and it was fine. I was like, mm, maybe they're okay. bad enough in quality. So maybe it's all right then. We're going with it for well, now. People upload the whole film sometimes and that, yeah. that survives for some reason. Mm. But uh, don't you put three seconds of uh, El Chombo, a Shakarun, in there. No, absolutely not. You'll get taken down, yeah. as I discovered recently. When I put El Chombo Shakarun, which was obviously hilarious four or five years ago, into a video that I released four or five years ago, and it sat unmolested for half a decade. Oh, really? And then they were like, they just were ruthless, and they took down all of these videos that had like 30 views. And I was like, oh, you really showed me. They took them down. No, they did. They, no, that's not what I mean. They um, they said, we're having all the yeah, all the ad we're revenue. We're taking all of the ad revenue, thank you very much. And from like, these videos. You can't even monetize them anymore because they don't have enough subscribers or views on that account. Well, no, but so, I think they, if you've used their content, they can still just run ads on them. It's like you can't oh, right. run ads on them. But Well, they well they showed me, Peter. I really learned my lesson. They sure I'll did. Never do do that again. Why not cheer yourself up by telling me what you play in? Well, I don't think it will cheer me up. I've been playing Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we've done a Quipscope video on, giving thoughts and impressions. There's footage. You can see that sort of stuff. The um, the VOD of it will be up now as well because I streamed a little bit too. Uh, this game does not impress me. It does not impress me much. No. Um, it is a continuation of the Wolfenstein franchise. franchise? The Wolfenstein franchise. Yes. Franchentine. Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenwolf's. Yeah. And it is following the misadventures of the twin daughters of BJ Blazkowicz, who is the protagonist of the other games. Mm -hmm. And the other two games have incredible stories and they like surprisingly really make you care about a man whose name is B.J. Blaskovich, which yeah. of course stands for Boris Johnson Blaskovich, Absolutely. Uh, Prime Minister. Bojo. But yes, Bojo Blaskovich. Mm. And uh, this game does not do that. It's a budgeted release, so it's, I think, 30-odd pounds thereabouts, so mm -hmm. not usual full RRP. They have done a little experimentums with it. It has three currencies. One of them is a premium currency. <sighs> you go up levels. The enemies have levels. You unlock abilities with skill points. And all of the missions take place within a set few maps. So you're running back through the same areas over and over again. As I took way too long to explain to you in the Quipscope video because I wasn't sure how to word it. Think Destiny or The Division where it just takes place in this world. You can go to you know any part of it at any point. It's mm. just you'll be running back through it endlessly. And that's not what I want from Wolfenstein. That's not what a lot of people want from Wolfenstein. You expect uh, a relatively linear first-person shooter experience with a story from start to finish. That's not what this is. Uh, I don't think it works very well. I do find myself oddly drawn to play it, but I think that's purely because it is a time-wasting game where you can switch off your brain and it's quite satisfying to go up levels and things like that. But I, c I couldn't care less about the characters because they've got zero development whatsoever. In fact, they're, they're quite unlikable. Right. Because they just force cringy, cringy writing and cringy moments in very few and far between. There's a, a huge amount of, and are you ready for this? I hope mm -hmm. you're, you're all wearing your thinking caps at home. There's a lot of ludonarrative dissonance. What? What did you just say? Yeah, that's right. You just got book slammed. So that's narrative dissonance from the, the, murder, the murder mystery board game. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cluedo, Cluedo, Cluedo narrative, narrative dissonance. dissonance. Yeah. So basically think Uncharted and how it's all happy go lucky and, and he's a swash, swashbuckling Swash. treasure man. Yeah. But then he murders hundreds of people. Right. And it's just like, oh, I mean, it's a video game. I get that. But it doesn't match up with the story, really, does it? It doesn't match up with the narrative or the character. Yeah, you have to wonder what Drake does when he goes home after a, an adventure. It's like Macbeth. Just, a, just yeah, the just blood washing, on his hands. washing the blood off just his hands. Just scrubbing until Just seeing the a vision of an AK-47 slowly rotating in the mirror. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, and all the all of the brown people he's murdered on all of those islands he goes to. Some of them are white people. Later on, he does diversify his murder portfolio. Yes, yeah. he does murder white people. But in the first game, they're largely brown, which I think is uh, makes it a little bit more problematic than it was anyway. Yeah. Uh, so that's what ludonarrative dissonance is. And he... In, in this game, it's it's introduced, the two twins are introduced in a cutscene. One of them is punching a punching bag, and the other one is aiming down the scope of a rifle. So immediately you get the idea of what these two sort of characters are. Sure. But it doesn't matter because that affects their starting weapon, and that's it. Right. And you immediately pick up more weapons. Turns out they've never actually killed before. Blink, and suddenly they're in Nazi-occupied Paris trying to hunt down uh, Bojo Blaskovic. They've never killed before. They've never killed before, and the first cutscene on this airship they've infiltrated is them, which is which is the only sort of start to finish narrative level that I've played so far. Okay. Um, and I'm level thirty now, and the highest ranked ability that you unlock, you sort of unlock abilities at each. Oh yeah. Each sort of set of ten levels, and thirty is the highest level that you okay. unlock stuff. So I'm already level thirty, and. This cutscene that introduces it, they're there, they're sort of hiding up in the rafters and they're like, they spot this guy wearing headphones just moving boxes around. And like, ah, oh, what do we do? Do I do I go down there and I've got a mop, maybe I can I can stab him. And then one of them eventually goes down there and starts to like sneak up and then just sort of she knocks something over and he turns around and goes, you know, you're you're screwed now, little little girl. Right. And she rams the the mop into his stomach and draws blood. And he's like, ah, oh, why would you why she would you do that? Blood with yeah. a mop. I think it's sharp, maybe. A sharp. Mop. I don't really know. Okay. He drops his gun. The other twin comes and picks up the gun. And just as he's about to do something menacing, his head explodes. And behind him is the twin that's holding the gun. Right. Or in fact, maybe he drew it. He had, she had her own gun. I don't. Honest, honestly, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Because they then look at each other. The one who shot the man throws up and then immediately goes, yeah, that was awesome. And they both go, yeah, that was amazing. And then you brutally murder everybody on that airship. And but it's fine. <laughs> That's how it works. Irrespective of whether, you know, like the, the moral issues around that or like what that would do to your, your brain. Or the just the character development. Yeah, or the character non-existent. I also just got the impression from the little marketing I've seen that these are two like badass. Yeah, right. Like, the badass daughters of BJ Blaskovich. It sort of reminded me of, this is a really weird specific reference, but in um, uh, Pacific Rim 1, <laughs> okay. there's the Russian brother and sister who are in control of one of the, the mechs. The Jaegers. The Jaegers, yeah. And she's this sort of like Scandinavian or like, Ru I think, she, yeah, she, she's Russian, yeah. And right. she's like blonde, but like strong, kind mm. of ready to, she would absolutely beat you to a bloody pulp. Right. And that's kind of what I assumed these two girls were going to be It's heavily like. implied, isn't it? Yeah. I think the Bethesda marketing machine's just been tripping themselves up. They've been doing more 
more harm than good mm. this year with their releases, I think. So it's all just a bit of a disaster, really. Mm. It's not reviewed fantastically well. There's something there for, for a very specific sect of gamers who like that. I hate the word gamers. I'm just using it in general. Get, yeah, video, you know, game, video players. game players who uh, <laughs> who want that kind of thing. But it's not like Wolfenstein. The currencies can bugger off. The, the whole structure of the game seems like a last minute change. There's no story. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's just a bit of a disappointment, really. The marketing doesn't sell it, doesn't do it justice, by which I mean it doesn't show off what the game actually is. Right. Uh, it, it, it's meant to be this neon 80s adventure. It's not. It's just, it looks identical to Wolfenstein 2, mm-hmm. but it's sometimes got some neon lights in it but even then it's just in the sort of hub base that you operate out of sort of scattered just just a bit of crap really which is a shame a real shame but thank you to bethesda for sending us the code (laughs) it is important that they do that and we we do very much appreciate it because you know games do deserve criticism even the best ones and bethesda have been a little controversial sometimes with with their approach that they've adopted and they don't hand out review copies. Their policy is they don't hand out review copies until usually a day before the release, which doesn't give people enough time to review it. And that's kind of not great, but they still provide code and they have done here and we're able to talk to you honestly about it. Well, and that's the other important thing is that, you know, you get given a code, but if you're feeling that you're not that into it, it's, it's more important that you say that than go, we were given a code, so... Here's all the good things I can think, and I'm not going to mention all the things that I didn't enjoy. Mm. So. And some outlets are like that. I've, I've, yeah, I've no, that's what I'm saying. Bumped into a number of them at, at events in the past, and it's just it's very transparent. And I mm. think their readers get that as well, which is a, which is a shame. But you won't get that here. No, we're 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 about what we're about, and and that's that is it. It is. Peeps, what is the next question? We got a question here from Jonesy. Jonesy says, "Hey, gents." It seems years since we were inundated with virtual reality hype, but it never seems to have fully taken off or piqued the interest of gamers. Gamers. Mm. I've had a PSVR for just over a year now and have only recently started using it more regularly. Why do you think it's struggled to grasp people's attentions properly? And what do you think needs to happen for its popularity to grow? Cheers, guys. Jonesy. Thank you, Jonesy. Uh, firstly, I would point everyone in the direction of our eighth episode of the podcast, yeah, in which was VR have. was a big discussion. Touched on this. Um, to, to, to briefly recover that ground, I think the problem is that uh, it's just not being marketed as much as it should do. Mm-hmm. And PlayStation have been guilty of doing this kind of stuff again and again. Yeah. Uh, there aren't enough great games for it. There yeah. are some great games, but there aren't enough. And... Big companies, imagine if Naughty Dog made a VR game and what that would entail. Mm. I, and I'm not talking about The Last of Us or Uncharted, but in first person and VR, because that's, I'm talking about a very talented group of people with brilliant creative ideas coming up with something and building it from the ground up for VR. Well, you say, you know, you're not talking about first person Uncharted or The Last of Us. And that's mm. actually, that's, I think that's part of the issue right. is that the games that are coming out at the moment are either spin-offs from other franchises, but they're just gimmicky so that it's like, hey, here's basically just a couple of new missions. You know, we've managed to drag it out to about two hours of gameplay or whatever mm-hmm. of a franchise you already know. Like Batman VR, for example, is great, sort of, but also a bit like this isn't a real game. This is no, this is an experience. It's, yeah, and I love that game, but mm. you you are right. Like it's it's one of the better VR games, but it's only a great VR game 
if you like the Arkham games yeah. because it ties into them and, and you only don't get much apart from that. really I would say only really a great VR game on your first playthrough or possibly your second mm. and at that point you know the novelty's worn off that you're like oh look at my oh I've got Batman hands I've got batons I'm throwing a bat I'm around I'm dancing in the mirror you know, except yeah. when I press the share button it clips my my view right down to to what compared to what I can see in the headset, so you can't actually see me dancing very well. Yeah, which is a shame. And so to that extent, because I, I think the gameplay leaves uh, a, a bit to be desired, not necessarily in, specifically in Batman Arkham VR, but uh, just generally speaking, I think games that are set uh, that are where you're you're, you're a first person human being, mm. um, you know, it's difficult to do navigation and like to to for, for the developers to choose which method they're going to use because there's a couple of ways of doing it at the moment that are the most popular and it's a bit like mm, you know do do I warp from place to place down the corridor do I do I sort of how do I turn do I turn my head all the way or does it like turn in chunks like in Resident Evil and mm. you know it's all it's all very complicated and they're still just working it out I think is the issue yeah to an extent yeah and and that's also the a big part of the problem is that these big developers who perhaps could make a, a real sort of must-have for yeah. VR aren't because, speaking about PlayStation VR, Sony know that Naughty Dog will make better stuff that will review better, that will make them more money if they don't work on VR. And so yeah. it will just never happen. And it's kind of a vicious cycle. And that's not to say that there aren't great VR games out there. Uh, the London Heist, Blood and Truth, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Excellent. Amazing. But VR is still probably in, in its in its infancy, really, because yeah. we've had two, maybe two generations of slight upgrades over the past few years. And, you know, we're, we're, we're far removed from the virtual boy. You know, things things are way better than they used to be. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a while. And you've got HoloLens coming, I think, headsets vr headsets that involve uh, ar and things like that to make the world around you seem interactable mm. rather than transporting you to something else i think there's got to be some developments of tech i still believe that at some point there's going to be a game that comes along yeah that just completely blows everyone away that no one's thought about before because at the moment everything is this but in vr or this but in vr but you're not first person you're actually a, you're the camera and yeah. you can look around the environment while you control the character in front of you mm-hmm. there's going to be something that comes along that completely blows away our expectations of what vr is or what yeah. a vr game is and i don't know when that's going to happen or how that's going to happen but it probably will at some point. Yeah, just so much of it at the moment still kind of feels like tech demo, proof of concept kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been sa- it's, it's weird <clears throat> that we're still saying that because we've been saying it for a couple of years now, really, yeah. that like, oh, well, you know, we would recommend having a go at PSVR. Don't, don't go in if you're expecting a AAA hit because it's still in its infancy. It's still a proof of concept. Yeah, you know, it's t- good for a VR game. Yeah, like two or three years on, we're still saying... Oh, yeah, well, it's still in its infancy and it's still very much tech demo-y. But, you know, yeah. I think the one other thing that's still not really improved and not through any fault of their own, it's, you know, this is just the nature of it, is that it's expensive technology. You know, even PSVR, is. which is the cheapest, as far as I'm aware, is, you know, still going to set you back a couple of hundred quid. And if you're going to mm-hmm. spend that money, you, people don't want to necessarily do that if they're not going to be able to get some naughty dog big hit or 
right. or even if you know they they might go around to someone else's house and try it or in a in like a shopping center or something and think oh this is a bit blurry i think some people can't get past that that yeah it's not super crisp and that's again that's part of it at the moment yeah um, and there is actually it, it makes a big difference just the amount you adjust the headset on your head and i i, I bet some people don't do that but they demo it in a shop and they mm. go we oh, can't see a thing well, yeah. I want, and then that's it, and they and they wander off. So it's yeah. hard to market it. You know, that's that's the other thing. You need to get into a friend's house or into the game shop mm-hmm. and and try it out. You can't. It's like you know when you're trying to say, oh, buy this new 4K TV, and you're watching it on an HD TV, and it's like, right, right okay, yeah. this is what H, this is what the the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro looks like. Yeah. You're watching it on your 1080p TV mm-hmm. on a 720p stream. Yeah. Like, wow, looks amazing. Exactly. <laughs> looks really crisp. But you do have two TVs basically strapped right to your face. Mm. So it's going to be blurry and t- until they work that out. And I don't know how that'll happen. It'll probably be absolutely terrible for your eyes. Yeah. So I... Right? I don't know. Uh, go back and listen to our discussion on episode eight if you want some more context or some more information because we looked at the sales figures and it's actually sold really well. Mm-hmm. VR, like it's still doing good. I haven't touched mine for a while right. since Astrobot last year, which was fantastic, and Moss as well, which was also really good. You played re- the uh, Justin Roiland game, didn't you? Not in VR though. Oh, didn't you? No, you oh. can get that out of VR. So I didn't play that in VR. And oh, I just I f- assumed you'd give it. I feel like it would make that game needlessly. It would needlessly extend that game. Yeah. Uh, I, d- you know. I I don't want to talk about it too much more, but games like Skyrim VR and Borderlands 2 VR and things, I have no interest in. Yeah. I don't want to sit in that world in a headset forever. What I want is a premium patch or DLC or expansion that I can buy for the existing game so that I can toggle between them if I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want a save file marooned in a VR version right. that I can't then play in my standard version. I, it, I know... It's cynical to just call it a cash grab because it's an it's a, it's an awful lot of work to VR arise mm. uh, competently an existing game, but when you're releasing it as its own game, poo poo to you, sir. Because I don't I yeah yeah that's right. What? Because I don't want that. I I want an option to toggle between them, and I don't get that if I buy an exclusively VR version. And I also don't want to buy it again. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very thank no thank you very much. It, you're welcome. Good very night. Much. Good night, sir. Good night. Good and day. Good day. And you speaking lose. of this noise that I'm making with my paper, it's time for another section. It's time for weird news. This just in. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Peter, it's time for weird news. It is. Have you got a weird news story to tell us all about, Ben? Because I do, and I want to hear yours as well. Oh, well, that's so kind. I would actually like to hear yours more because the next question flows out of the end of my weird news. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. Very well. Well, let me so do go ahead. That's fine. We'll we'll all wait. Let me pull this up. We'll all we'll all just sit here and wait. Now, my weird news at time of recording is sort of unconfirmed. There's not there's not well, someone's making a claim and it's quite a big claim. Hmm. And we basically just have their word to go on. Okay. Okay. Um, so by the time this podcast comes out, or maybe in a week's time, this might either be completely debunked, and the guy will be, you know, ruined for the rest of his life for being a big dumb liar face. A big liar face. Or mm. it might all come out that it's true, and people might be might be livid. No. Li- livid. No. But there is apparently some previous on the part of the the bad people in question to suggest that this might be true. Okay. Sop Matto. That's the username. It's a good username. Takes break from YouTube following alleged run-in with 2K Games over Borderlands 3. Mm. Now, this is a write-up from OneAngryGamer.net. I don't know that one. No, it's not a big outlet, but this okay. is basically most people have covered this in YouTube videos because it's sort of YouTube drama. Right. And it, This is one of the only actual write-ups on a website. So that's the, only, that's the other reason why I'm hesitant to say, this is real. <laughs> so please take this with a pinch of salt. Got it. Got my pinch. YouTuber and content creator Submato is known for his Borderlands videos, and both he and his community were excited about Borderlands 3. Just until they got a little too into the weeds of the development, and it allegedly resulted in a legal scare for Submato, which led to him calling it quits for now. Oh. Um, Submato posted a video on August 6th explaining that he would take a break from YouTube and was putting Borderlands down for now after his experience with alleged goons sent to his house by 2K. That doesn't sound right at all. Well, this has happened before. Were they wearing 2K jumpers or something? Yeah. Um, So uh, then they've embedded the video. Uh, Basically, back in April, there were random appellations that Sup Matto and some of his subscribers followed after the names briefly appeared on screen during a Gearbox software live stream of Borderlands 3. I don't know what the word appellation means, but I think it's... Uh... Define appellation. This is a formal term, a name or title. Would you like to hear the remaining one? No. no. <laughs> okay, so my understanding is this is other Twitch accounts. Oh, okay. Appellation is in the French appel to speak. That's, I'm assuming, the the origin of that word. So it's like how you refer to someone's name. Right. How you refer to someone, perhaps. Okay. Uh, going with Siri as well. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's usernames, essentially. Right. Random what usernames. What an unnecessary word. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that those random usernames weren't so random after all. Um, what they're saying by random appellations is there were a bunch of accounts visible on the 
Borderlands 3 live stream mm -hmm. where they were just keyboards that had been mashed. So they were just a random string of letters, these usernames. Right. And they decided to follow those usernames on Twitch. Oh, okay. Because the, this is a channel that likes to dig into of course, oh, get you know, the, the rumors and things like that. Yeah, so they just followed those just to see what happened. Turns out that those random appellations weren't so random after all, and they were actually test streaming accounts for the upcoming first-person mm. shooter. When you follow accounts on Twitch, you're alerted to their streaming activity, and this is what happened with those test streams. However, the streams were private, but Submatter was still able to see updates from the stream via the Twitch thumbnail. He began collecting information from these thumbnails. Okay. So then he started posting about it online on his channel, just saying, oh, you know, we think we can see this, that, and the other in the thumbnail. Is this confirmed? Is that confirmed? You know, mm. just speculating. That's uh, really interesting. As fans like to do. Yeah. As mentioned in the video, uh, oh, this has been... Are you okay? They're, well, they're relying on the videos that have been embedded, and it's not really very good. Oh, but, okay. Um, so essentially... 2K Games sent some private investigators round to his house right. after this had happened. Is that legal? Uh, it's legal to send people round to someone's house, hmm. uh, private investigators. But what's not legal, that they're allowed to try and do, but they have no right to, to follow through, is they were actually sort of trying to intimidate him into giving up his like computer and stuff. Oh. Or, like, or maybe not his computer, but they, they, they wanted to... like basically go into his house and like start snooping around okay and he didn't let them in and he's been consulting like a lawyer about it and stuff yeah but so you might say well this sounds like like bull a big piece of bull right back in 2015 destructoid we know that one we do know that one reported on take two interactive who are basically the parent company of 2k or it might be the other way around sending investigators to the house of modders who created 5M, a multiplayer mod for GTA Online that allowed people to play separate from Rockstar's official multiplayer servers. The mod was designed so that gamers could play with mods and cheats without bothering the players on the official servers. Right. Take-Two then followed this up two years later with other cease and desist letters sent to modders who made single-player mods for GTA V. So there's not only precedence for Take-Two Interactive, the parent company of 2K, mm -hmm. uh, taking extreme measures to stop the community from doing something, but there are instances of them having done it multiple times and actually sending private investigators to people's houses. Oh, dear. Um, now, keep in mind, as it says here, there is no proof that 2K Games sent actual investigators to Submato's house. That's the claim that he made, which may or may not be true. However, I've seen his statement... He seems fairly sincere, and he's actually now said he's going to have to take a break. He's decided to take a break from YouTube, his entire YouTube channel, which was a big thing that he's been doing. Right. And he's not even going to play Borderlands for the time being. So he's been playing those games for seven years straight, and right now he feels like he has to just sort of get away from them a little bit. Wow. Uh, his Discord was shut down. His fan Discord um, basically by... 2k or take two or pressure from them mm. uh his twitter went down but he said that was his choice he so he said they didn't shut down they didn't get my twitter shut down he also got he claims he got seven copyright strikes on his channel after he started doing these uh deep dives on the thumbnails right um six of them were taken back but one of them still stands and uh he's so he's got a copyright strike on his channel until october so that's Jeez. weird and unconfirmed, but I am actually inclined. At first, I was like, "Well, this isn't. This is just some attention-seeking <laughs> guy." Yeah. But 
I think it might have happened to some extent or other. It sounds mad. It does. In that I don't understand what 2K would would stand to gain from this. They know that he's a prolific YouTuber and of course he would talk about it. Mm. It would make them look bad. Yeah. And also he very clearly explained how he got hold of these things in the first place. It, that it's trackable. They you know if they wanted him to stop they would stop using those accounts. Well, the reason he... Well, I think they didn't want people to know. I didn't think... Apparently, these accounts were only very briefly on the original Gearbox stream. And so they weren't supposed to be out there. Yeah. So they felt a bit bad. I think they felt like, you know, well, no one's supposed to know about this. And they, they felt like, oh, that's a bit of an invasion on our privacy, as it were. But mm-hmm. also, the reason given for... It was either for his copyright strikes or for his Discord being taken down or something was that... He had been, uh, there was this sort of catch-all reason, which was like, uh, users must not um, ha- be engaged in hacking or um, sharing copyrighted material or something like that. Right. So that was kind of, they were saying, oh, you shouldn't be sharing those thumbnails out. But but that, that's what I mean. It's public information. It, it's public information now, but... What I mean is that what would sending private investigators to get his laptop actually achieve for them? Because he's already explained how he got access. It's not like he's got some secret hacked sort of portal to them or that there's a a mole that's sending him stuff. He explained how he did it. I don't know if they sent the investigators to actually get his laptop. I think they, they sort of... I think the reason they sent them round was basically to tell him back off and to, just to, to intimidate him and make him stop doing it. Yeah, that that's not legal, probably, is well, it's it? Not, it's not really, no. I mean, no. I think if he can prove that... He's then... talking to a lawyer Well, that's the thing. Like, this this was never going to go well for 2K. If there is truth to this, why would they do that? I know. It's such a gamble yeah. for something that he already has explained how he did it, and they know how to stop him from doing it by not using those accounts anymore. Yeah. <laughs> maybe at the time it wasn't public where he was getting this from and how maybe he hadn't explained maybe. It at the time. But maybe. I think what they thought they would achieve is they would just send two thugs round to his house who would say, look, stop doing that. And, and they're both would, called Kevin. Yeah, both called Kevin. And their company's called 2K. And uh, he would just stop. I think that's what they thought would happen. Hmm. I don't think they thought that he would go... What the hell? This he's, is what's just happened to he's me. He's a huge... Oh, God. I've, I've, the incompetence continues. If true, the incompetence if is true. staggering yeah. on on all sides, really. Very daft. So that's all alleged. That's alleged. All claims made by Sup Matto, or whatever he was called. But uh, that's that. My weird news. Mm. Thank you to everybody who sent this. I did actually find it myself, and then it's popped up a number of times. People have tweeted it. Uh, someone submitted it in in a Patreon a question, uh, which we'll, we'll flow into in a second because it asks about larger things. But mm-hmm. here we go. This is from Push Square. We know that one. We do. Raging Zelda fan smashes PS4 over Breath of the Wild copycat Genshin Impact. Okay, I didn't know a raging Zelda fan had smashed their PS4. I'd I'd seen about this game yes. on Twitter. People have been tweeting about and it, and it looks so Breath of the Wild. It does, but very Breath. Of I the didn't Wild. know a raging gamer had done a done a smashems. So tell me more. Here we go. Oh boy, this is a doozy. 
For those who aren't aware, one of the many games announced at this year's China Joy event is Genshin Impact, an open-world action RPG that might ring a bell. As you can see in the announcement trailer, you can't see, but you can look it up if you like. Mm. It bears more than a passing resemblance to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Heck, even we're taking to we've taken to calling it Waifu of the Wild. Right. However, because it's got sort of I know it's it's made in China, but it's very sort of anime-ish. Surely Breath characters. of the Waifu. Yeah, it would be, be way better, better, wouldn't it? Waifu yeah. of the what? Come on, Pushware. However, some are taking it a little more seriously than we are. As reported by Daniel Armad on Twitter, one particularly miffed Zelda fan thought the game to be a little too close to Nintendo's acclaimed adventure title. In protest, he destroyed his PlayStation 4 Pro by throwing it to the ground during the Chinese gaming event. We wish we were joking. So there's some attached photos here from the original tweet. That is not the reaction. A man throws his PS4 on the ground and then is approached by a Chinese security guard. And I don't know a lot about China, but I don't think you want to get involved with law enforcement in China, really. You want to steer clear of that. Right. What's more, he wasn't alone in his outrage. Oh. A mob of people, a mob, a mob of people gathered around the Genshin Impact booth, holding their Nintendo Switch consoles and their middle fingers aloft. So hang on, he, he, he took his own playstation to the event and smashed it publicly yes. as, a, as a protest yep and right. then people were holding their nintendo switches and their middle fingers mid, mid, middle fingies up at the booth to protest okay it's an embarrassing reaction to a game that looks pretty promising even if it does wear its inspirations on its sleeve sharing a similar art style and structure isn't some sort of condemnable offense but common sense doesn't always come easily and it certainly won't fix the poor ps4 pro that was sadly lost in this bizarre turn of events a pro as well what a waste what a child so here's the photo of i get that it was protesting but just like it's just the it's kind of cringe this is all sort of the gamer culture we were talking about last week if it loads twitter come on do us a favor there it is so there's three or four people holding their middle fingers up at the booth just in general and playing breath of the wild on their switch as Weird. if that would somehow change things cancel Honest the game cancel We've it made a mistake honestly it's a bit it's a bit unfair i think um it's not very nice to those people who've worked very hard on that game no and so we go straight into our next question Ooh. from david lever yeah hey guys still loving all the hashtag content i wonder what you thought as regards copying in games this is to say a successful game comes out and then relatively soon after another game comes out which whether it is good or bad has very similar features i personally don't mind as i think the accusation of copying is thrown around too much and a good feature is a good feature and it could be coincidence anyway i don't think it's coincidence in this case I think there's a no. very real chance that they thought that looks really nice. We're going to do that too. Well, so this is this is basically my answer to that question is that I actually think in this instance it's a bit it's a bit brazen. It's a bit like that game looks almost identical in art style and gameplay really and enemy design to mm. Breath of the Wild and yeah, I kind of have to say look, just mix it up a little bit for God's sake. However, my broad answer to the question is that you know it's that it's that age old adage that old chestnut mm. of uh, imitation is the greatest the highest form of flattery or whatever it is yeah um you know i think it's fair enough to to inspire other people um i i remember i can't remember who i'm quoting here but someone just said that like all the best creatives uh aren't necessarily the ones with the the best mind it's it's the magpies out there who just fly around take mm. a little well, I have that one shiny thing there. Cherry picking. And then they, they put them all together 
with their own shiny things as well and make an even better shiny thing. And that's fine, I think. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You you look back at the, the history of game development and you see uh, Doom and Quake and then you see all the games that came from that mm. because that was the next big thing. You look at Half-Life and how that changed narratives and story uh, in games, sorry. Yeah. And more recently, you look at The Last of Us and you look at Uncharted and how Naughty Dog have tackled that style of narrative with sort of cutscenes that immediately flow into the gameplay yeah. and then the, it loads behind that and then goes straight back into the gameplay and sometimes and you know sometimes you'll be playing and it just takes control from you and some sort of scripted interaction happens mm. and that spread immediately to the Tomb Raider reboot it spread to God of War God of War it spread all to in one take. all sorts of other games and it's fantastic because that is the future of that kind of game mm-hmm. if you want a believable narrative Naughty Dog proved that that is how it is going to be done now mm-hmm. for, for until the next thing comes along, whatever that is. Yeah, and I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, D- David Quage and his weird choice games. There are always games that gave you choice, but not quite like that. Yeah, and off the back of it, you know, Telltale did really well, and off the back of that, uh, Square Enix did really well with Life is Strange. Mm. It's just, it's fine. I think in this particular instance graphically and, and and to an extent gameplay wise it looks very similar yeah. to a game that already exists the reaction should never be like this you can look at it and just go huh that's sort of hilariously similar i wonder yeah. what their thoughts were there but to smash up your console oh, yeah. and and no, to that's... and to hold your middle fingers aloft at the injustice of it all it's it's pathetic really it's yeah. kind of pathetic it is it's childish. I'm not saying that the act of protest is a childish thing to do. If you no. if you want to make a stand, then you know go to the go to the booth and hold up a sign or whatever. Just or, choose your battles. But don't don't go there and break a console. That's <laughs> like having an actual. Te- it's a planned, scheduled temper tantrum, isn't it? Remember when everyone burned their Nike shoes? Yeah, and people were buying Nike shoes to burn them. Some like, people you, burned them while they were wearing them. Bloody idiot! That tells it. That's all you need to know. That's You're how just, stupid you are. Nike is loving this. Genshin Impact is loving this. Yeah. I wouldn't have bloody heard about it no. and, unless people started kicking up a massive fuss. You fools! And yeah. they didn't design this game for you to be outraged, but you've you've helped. I don't. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. They've they've done a. Yeah, like you say, it's counterproductive in a way. If you're trying to say, like, down with this game, don't start screaming and shouting about a game that most people don't know about. No. Yeah. Stupid. Really stupid. So that's our weird news. Thank you very much to David Lever as well, who did actually send in that story too and then just ask generally about how we feel about the copying of things. It's now time for a gigantic, but not quite as gigantic as normal. Just kind of a nice discussion. A large, but it's a it's a big. It's bigger than it's rotund. It's larger. Than, it's not the biggest discussion. Plump. Discussion. It's bigger than most. Big discussion time, peeps. Liam Hammond has asked us a big old, que- uh, a medium sized question. Yeah. What it's are not that old actually? What you said? Big old. It's not no, that old no. Either. It's just a medium middle aged question Mm. what are your video game desert island discs in a way that is an old question actually not the video game part but desertisland desertisland discs is a it's a british show um i I suspect it may have made it across the atlantic as well uh but on bbc radio they have uh, a show where they have a celebrity on 
usually a bit of a national treasure level kind mm. sort of celebrity. And they actually have to say, if I went to a desert island, I would take this book, uh, these, I think, eight songs uh, and this luxury item. Mm. But we're being asked... What video games would it take? Yeah, so this is... We're not talking here to, to extrapolate on the question. We're not talking... Uh, we're not going to go into detail. Does the island have power? Can I take... No. Seven, this is just three games that we could play if in isolation mm-hmm. for... And in, 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 in just an endless amount of time. In isolation. So, like, you, you shouldn't even necessarily say your answer. Like, I would take Ark because it would help me with my survival skills. No, like, no, 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 no. That's no. not what this is about. It's You're not about getting off the island. Yeah, you do, it's not about being on the desert island. You could. It's the same as being locked in solitary confinement you know it's a metaphor it's a metaphor mm-hmm. stuck on a desert island for indefinite amount of time what games would you have with you to see through such a trying time says liam mm, thank you liam thank you liam uh should we trade them back and forth yeah why not i'm gonna i just clocked one of yours accidentally i'm gonna start off with mine oblivion oh okay and what's yours Sky, I put Skyrim slash. I was going to put Oblivion, and then I forgot to do it. Oh, okay. It was later. But yeah, Skyrim. Sky Oblivion. Um, I know that you have played Skyrim to death, and you've said that you. I'm so burned out on that bad boy. Yeah. See, I didn't do that. I basically, I, I do the old thing where it's like, every time I start a new character, I'm like, this time I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it differently. I'm going to be a wizard, yeah. and then like you get two minutes in, and you're like. No, I'm going to be a thief again. Stealth, stealth assassin. I want to be a stealth thief. archer. So I've played the Thieves Guild a lot and the, the Dark Brotherhood a fair amount, but mm. there's still a lot of that game that I've not played. Yeah. And, you know, even just those sort of radiant quests and the, the random encounters and stuff, you know, there's, there's so much for me to still play in that game. Yeah, I think that's the same with uh, Oblivion. I think, I mean, Skyrim improved on Oblivion in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I went back and played Oblivion now, I probably wouldn't. My, my memory would be tarnished because I haven't played it for years and years and years. But I love that game. I prefer the soundtrack in Oblivion to Skyrim. Yeah. Um, I prefer the setting. Yeah. I just like it's green and colorful and it's nice. And it's everybody looks, everybody has a massive moon face, but at least it's got, they've got color to their faces. They're not all sort of ashen and haggard like they are in Skyrim. Everyone looks tired all the time. It's yeah. just kind of a depressing world Weather to live worn. in. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I, I, I like Oblivion. I'm not a huge fan of the Oblivion Gates or the main... Qu- I I don't think I ever actually finished the main quest in I Oblivion did, for my playing. I did, but I didn't finish the Skyrim one. Oh, yeah, well, that's you're not missing much there either. Mm. They can't do main quests. No, they uh, can't. Bethesda, not great at them. I did actually play Oblivion about a year ago, and, yeah, it's not, it's not quite as good as you remember, mm. especially having played Skyrim. I think gameplay-wise, I agree that the soundtrack and the setting are way nicer than Skyrim. Yeah. Um. I I love Cyrodiil, mm-hmm. um, and I don't actually like Skyrim very much as a place. No. But just in terms of gameplay, you know, if I'm going to be stuck in this room, I feel like I can get a lot more ultimately out of Skyrim than I can Oblivion. You're probably right. Um. The various expansions for Oblivion were amazing as well. Mm-hmm. If those oh, true. included like Shivering Isles. Shivering Isles was great. Uh, Night, I really like Knights of the Nine as well. Mm-hmm. That was really good. I never played the expansions for Skyrim. A, because I was already burned out on them. And B, because Bethesda had this absolutely BS agreement with Microsoft that was long-standing where the versions, uh, the, the, the the DLC would be exclusive for almost a year before right. PS3 players would get it. And the PS3 versions of, of, of Skyrim and Fallout, uh, Fallout 3, were appalling. Mm-hmm. Just so buggy and they broke and they didn't work. 
and it reached the point where I was suffering through because my sofa was quite big towards the time I was ending because every time you move something, it remembers. Mm -hmm. And it just barely ran. Right. And I was thinking, I do not want to play these expansions. They don't deserve my money, to mm -hmm. be honest. And also, I don't want to suffer through that. I already suffered through Fallout New Vegas's expansions, and those those just didn't work at all. Yeah, it just didn't run. It just broke and crashed all the time. Uh, so I, I prefer Oblivion's expansions as well. And uh, I think I would, I think I'd really like to go back to it, even if the first thing that I would do, as I do every time, is sneak in the first cave and push the the left analog stick and prop it up so that your sneak skill just goes up to 100 you leave it overnight and you come back and you've got 100 sneak skill really you, yeah yeah no i know that that happens but like is that is that what you do that's what i well, that's what i did that's what you did so it was like oh, yeah i can immediately get to like level five overall yeah but then i just feel like i mean that's a whole different discussion that's actually a big discussion we should do at some point yeah like, i suppose should you so. do exploits like that where you're not you're not doing a cheat but mm. you're using the game you're I feel like I've not earned that, and that's not... Especially I, in a, a role-playing game as well, where it's about who you are and like your journey and stuff. I'm just really good at sneaking. Yeah. That's just how I've always played that game, is, is I like to sneak, and I want to be able to sneak good from the beginning. Mm. I've started a new game seven times in the last six months, and I want to be good at sneaking again. Please. I guess uh, that could be could work because you can't really add a backstory to your character in those games so you could no. just say like oh no i'm like a master thief and i've just arrived in skyrim sure. so like my my sneak skill is i mean you can there. you can try and justify my badness however you like yeah. I, I just wanted to be good at sneaking immediately and okay that was it. uh next game what have you got peter uh i have got i mean let me okay which one are you doing next because that one is that one for me, if you see what I okay, mean. Okay, I'll, I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll do that one next. Okay. Uh, so I've put my guilty pleasure, Minecraft. Ah, oh, that's feel, a really good idea. It is. I, I feel like if I uh, am going to be stuck on a desert island, I'm not going to abandon the world that I've put all the time in because I'm stuck on a desert island and mm -hmm. I'll be able to go and play Minecraft every day for you will. as long as I like. That's actually the opportunity. I, I tell you what, if I had no job, Mm. And no commitments. Yeah. Um. I do. I do definitely subscribe to that whole thing where people are like, if I won the lottery, I would still like do a voluntary job or something. Right. You need to get out of the house. Mm -hmm. But if I had no commitments, I would definitely start a Minecraft single player game, <laughs> and just because that's that's what happens is that I invest all this time into these worlds, sort of a few hours each evening, and then you know it goes on for a few weeks, and then something gets in the way where for about three or four days on the trot, I can't play my game. And then I kind of just forget that it ever happened. Yeah. And I think it would be ideal on a desert island. It's an infinite world, um, you know, especially now that they've added so much extra content. You know, I, I could make these fortresses and defend against raiders and I could go and fight the ender dragon. And uh, yeah, I could I could just build an entire city mm. to live in. Peterville. Vicariously, yeah. And uh you know, I would rather be able to play online with friends, but that kind of defeats the purpose of the isolation. So we won't, I suppose we won't would, allow yeah. that. But yeah. Well, another game that I should be able to play with games usually, but I am playing, uh, I would happily play by myself is is Borderlands. I suppose Borderlands: The Handsome Collection is the best shout because it has Borderlands: The Pre Sequel and Borderlands Two on it. Yeah. And. I could just play those games probably indefinitely. Mm -hmm. Just finish, do everything in them, finish them, start a new game plus, and it's it goes. The new game plus goes up 
quite a way. Yeah. And that would just be sort of I've played those games so many times and and I like them a lot and there's a there's a theme with all my games in that they are very expansive and sort of not not necessarily open worlds but long long mm. games and in fact I think they're all RPGs actually. Yeah. They are. Uh, but Borderlands is is my one that I would I would gladly just play again and again. Mhm. Yeah. Well, so there you go. We've done we've done Oblivion and Skyrim, and Minecraft and Borderlands. Those are all expansive. Mm-hmm. Uh, these last two, yours is still expansive. It Mine's is. not, but I think we've kind of brought them along for similar reasons. Childhood classics. Childhood classics. Of course, I wouldn't go anywhere without my Spyro one. No. Um, I uh, I definitely. I I've said this before. I think Spyro two is objectively a better game, but. I'm very much taking Spyro on to the desert island for nostalgic reasons. It's beautiful in its simplicity. It is. And, uh, you know, I don't think it, like, is a, a, a wild, crazy ride gameplay-wise mm-hmm. or narrative-wise. But it is, I think, more than ever, if I was going to be stuck in isolation, what I would get out of Spyro would be the nostalgic factor rather than anything else. You know, I always get that when I play it, but particularly if I was just trapped on a desert island, I would want to play that game and remember when I used to remember. be a boy. Remember the real world, you know? Do you remember that? It would it would bring it would bring a lot more to me. I, I would get a lot more out of it than than ever before, I think, if I had to play it in isolation because it would just it's all it always takes me back to the to the nineties yeah. and to the first house I grew up in. Grew up, grew up. I'm oh. getting a bit choked up oh, about no. it. Uh, that poor house. That that first house that I grew up in when I was a, a little boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what that game does yeah. just to my head. Reminds you of what you're you're missing. Mm. Yeah, maybe it make me sad. It might make you sad, but then you'd you'd flame charge your head button and, and gem collect an egg. Am I right? Dudes? Yeah, and then it'd be happy. Radical. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is there mine. It is. It's it was the game that m- turned me into a gamer. Um, it it really sparked uh sort of lit a fire underneath me that made me realise that actually games could be more than just just a thing that you played when you were bored mm-hmm. and your friends all have them and stuff. So I suppose I'll play games. I'm not right. very good at them. I don't have many of them. Final Fantasy VII though bought that from electronics boutique my mother picked it up actually we went in there i think i had some i remember what it was the ps1 i got for christmas was second hand and i think it was bought from it might have been a very very early version of ebay at the time some kind of online trading thing it showed up in a box covered in parcel tape you know you know Mm -hmm. the type with just a piece of a4 paper and an address on it yeah inside was a loose ps1 and a collection of games and it was, of course, from Father Christmas. Right. Uh, he who, sent it in the post. Brought, he sent it in the post, yeah, because he couldn't quite get it to me in time for Christmas mm-hmm. because the post was it's bad over Christmas. Did he get it? it after Christmas? I think I got it just after Christmas. From Father Christmas. From Father Christmas, okay. yeah. He sent me, don't worry, he left me a note. Yeah. He, he explained everything. He said eBay's a bit crap at the moment, but just you wait 20 years, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, and it contained games that I think the Father Christmases of the household were perhaps not expecting. Right. Games that I should not play. Like uh, Tomb Raider was mm-hmm. was a bit was age rated higher than the age that I was. There's some blood in that game. GTA, oh, uh, perhaps a Resident game. Evil as well. Ooh. So it was like, uh, okay, and I, rem- I distinctly remember them quickly being taken away by my dad, mm-hmm. and we went to Electronics Boutique as it was called at the time uh, in Banbury. Oh yes, and uh, and we traded. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Banbury's quite rough. We traded them all in, and uh, and I had some money, and I was looking through the. It was just I think they just had a bin 
of right. used games. It wasn't even nicely assembled. Mm. But I think my mum picked up Final Fantasy VII, maybe just because it was a bigger case. Right. It had more discs in it. So what do you think of this? And on the back, it had a picture of the mini game where Cloud is snowboarding and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I like sn- I'll do the snowboarding I game. I like the snowboarding game, Final yeah. Final Fantasy, the snowboarding game. So I then bought it, took it to my friend's house uh, for a sleepover, played a little bit of it. I've talked before about how the intro cutscene really just messed me up yeah. and freaked me out. Left it with him for like a year. Then he gave it back and... Uh, and and I just fell in love with it, mm-hmm. and, and I just completely bowled over by it. It's it's a it's a phenomenal game. It still holds up, I think, if you can get past the the block hands. Yeah. And I would gladly play that game in, indefinitely as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so so many optional side stuff and secrets and hidden discoveries in one of and literally one of your favorite one games. of my favorite games. So Final Fantasy VII for me would be the boy. And there you go. That that that. Gave you a little memory, a little story yeah, there little that you went down. You. That's what those those ones are for. Yeah, absolutely. The happy times when we're stuck in the room or on the island. Why don't you let us know what you would like yeah. to uh, to receive on your desert island, mm. on your video game desert island in the comments below. We chose three each. We did. So that means you only get three. You only get three as well. Yeah. That's it. If they wanted to tell us about their decisions in another manner, Mm-hmm. say through a social media you mean rather than in the youtube comments rather section. than in the youtube comments section yeah. how would they do that peter uh, we are on social media at team triple jump on twitter and facebook uh, if you did want to reply on the youtube version of this uh, podcast that is on youtube.com forward slash team triple jump uh, we're also on twitch making videoy things mm-hmm. uh, that's twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump there's all our content and our social media. Uh, if you want to support us, though, in making that content, you can go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Uh, and uh, one of the rewards, as well as being able to submit questions for the podcast, is being able to uh, access a special room for patrons on our Discord, mm. which is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, the audio version of the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, is play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. And finally, our website is triplej.mup forward slash shop if you want to support the, the channel in that way. Uh, but there's other things on that website too. Yeah, I think you're... Are we talking about it, the, the video? I think we can do because yeah. we've not had as uh, that many applications yet. We'll just mention it in passing. We're looking for um, probably one or maybe two freelance video editors yeah uh so if you've uh if you've applied before feel free to to send in another one if you'd like Mm -hmm. um and if you missed out last time then we'd love to we'd love to see your work and see see what you can do so triple dot mup to to and click on the careers tab i think at the bottom of the page Mm -hmm. uh, to find out more about that and what you need to do for that, if you'd like to follow Peter and I on Twitter, you can do at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. Same goes for Instagram at that Peter Austin and at Ben Potter 20. We frequently tease stuff that we're working on on Instagram if you'd like to see that and get little updates and stuff. Tiddly biddlies. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursdays, streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursdays, Monday and Tuesday on Twitch and Thursdays on YouTube. Worst games ever is fortnightly and Friday for patrons. So if you're a patron of a certain tier, you would have had a worst games ever yesterday oh. at the time of release. And tomorrow, everybody else will be able to watch it for free on YouTube. Finally, the podcast is every Saturday. 
And why don't you leave a review on iTunes or whatever it is that you listen to us on? It really helps. Something to do with Alan's gore rhythms. Mm. Now, we did a Patreon chat last week. Yeah. Which was our chat for... Was it our chat for July? I think it might yes, have been our chat for July on was. the last day of July. Yeah. We have earmarked our next chat date that is monday the 19th of august which happens to be the same evening that gamescom has its opening ceremony and there's going to be apparently all sorts of announcements Mm. and we're just like e3 we're going to do a stream along with that reacting to it so if you would like to join us i think that's 7 p.m uh bst yeah we will we will announce close to the time so our basic structure for the evening is we will be doing our discord call then we'll be live streaming along with that that everybody can watch. And then immediately afterwards, we'll be sticking around for a couple of hours and doing our first sleepover stream. So those of you who can't usually catch our streams because they're during the working day, we will be doing an evening stream and we hope as many of you can come along as possible. We'll just It'll be daft. We'll probably get permission get to to swear and and other things like that because we, we don't care about monetizing it. We'll just we'll just mess around and have a, have a fun time with all of you. Yeah. So look forward to that. We'll talk about it again close to the time and let you know exactly when it is. Finally, we're going to finish up with our sponsor for this week. Yeah. It is Sub-Zero's practice that's in Cairo. If you lay down, forward, down, forward, uh, high punch, he will rip out your spinal cord. No, I him too. Which will make just remove all of your back issues entirely because okay. you won't have a back anymore. Okay, just you, You'll be a 2D thing yeah you'll just you just have many issues mm. and that's fine have you ever had your your ribs massaged from the back now's now's the chance i bet it feels great because he goes in through the back mm. right so usually you'd, if you're going to have a massage you'd be on the front but have you ever had the back of your ribs massaged oh i see on the inside of the on the inside page. of the back you ever had that no that's something that sub-zero can do for you and you'll do it at a reduced rate if you use the coupon code triple jump my back hole all one word. Right. Uh, no, it's not case sensitive. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back uh, in a week's time. We'll see you soon. Yes, we will. I hope you're well. Mm. Bye. Bye. I need some zero. Yeah, well, I'll sort you out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.